Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Jack Gentry of the Titan Up podcast and of our Titan Game Day live shows coming back uh, live at Acme this upcoming Sunday. Jack, I've got an update on that that I haven't told you about yet because I wanted your reaction uh, here too. But we're going to have a great uh, show. Make sure you follow us on all the social media because we are Nashville's on-demand sports.network going live weekday mornings, normally on Facebook, working on that, on YouTube and on Twitch. Links uh, to segments uh, on our Twitter X timeline at A to Z Sports. Also hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, and threads for more great Titans content. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out all of you like Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go to make it happen for your new car buying process. Uh, the Bone and Joint Institute, BoneandJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans at FBHP.com slash ATOZ. The Aura app, keeping you safe online and get a two-week free trial with our link, Aura.com slash ATOZ. And Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations in Middle Tennessee, in Murfreesboro, Franklin, and in Murfreesboro for all of your equipment needs at KrebsKubota.com. So, uh, a couple things I want to get to real quick. I saw this from Steve, so I want to go ahead and nip this uh, before it gets going. I heard Burks is hurt again. Is that true? Uh, no, I think Traylon Burks is just continuing to deal with the LCL sprain uh, that he had back in training camp. Uh, so that's just something he's going to have to deal with uh, there as well. And then, uh, Jack, before we get into a lot of this Ryan Tannehill discussion, we will be live at Acme on the rooftop for Titans Bengals. Uh, week four matchup it, at Nissan Stadium. And so for all of our home games, we're going to be live from Acme on the rooftop with our friends Spirited Hive, but also with our new friends, Ranch Water. Ranch Water's hey. on board. How about that? So Acme uh, rooftop, all of our pregame, halftime, postgame shows for the home games with Spirited Hive, who gives you $1 off their canned cocktails. Then if you want to go with the hard seltzers, Ranch Water, they're very good. Uh, they have bucket specials. So if you want to drink in volume, Ranch Water is where you want to go. If you want to drink with a canned cocktail, Spirited Hive right there. So, uh, Jack, I know you're pumped up. Uh, we're going to have a fun time. Hopefully it doesn't pour down rain on us like it did against the Chargers. Uh, but always fun <laughs> up there at the rooftop at Acme. Yeah, Ranch Water. Talk about a rooftop drink. When I'm on a rooftop with the sun beaming down on me, I want a nice Ranch Water in my hands. That's great. That's the perfect partner for game day. Y'all all got to come see us. I'm telling y'all, we had a great time last time we were yep. out there. Come see us before, during, and after the game. We, uh, we'll we we'll interact with you guys, and we'll have some fun, hopefully, after a big Titans win. Yeah, Jacob asks, is ranch water any good? No, ranch water is very good. They have very good flavors. They have a spicy uh, ranch water that's my favorite that I go with, or, or the original lime. I'm sure they've got more there, too, at Acme. But ranch water is very tasty. All right, so, Jack. We've all been talking this week. I know you guys on the Titan Up podcast did it. Uh, we did it earlier this week, throughout the week. The offensive line for the Tennessee Titans is an ab absolute detriment to this team trying to do anything productive. And Ryan Tannehill finally opened up. Well, he didn't finally. He did ask. He was asked about how this Titans O-line and the lack of protection affects the play calling. And uh, Ryan Tannehill gave, you know, a pretty honest answer. Oh, it makes it tough, you know, if, uh, you know, you're having trouble getting quick passes off, then, you know, it makes you have second thoughts about calling your, your long developing stuff and, and getting the ball down the field. So, 
Uh, definitely want to do a better job of, of protecting ourselves and, and being able to uh, really expand things and, and get the ball you know, spread across the field. But in order to do that, you got to have a little bit of time to, uh, to make it happen. Oh, it's huge. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're going to play good pass rushes throughout the season, right? It's not um, one week, but it's a lot of weeks it's going to happen, you know. So uh, understanding when that happens as receivers, we got to come off the ball, right? Can't be any hesitation coming off the ball. It's a race between the pass rush and, and the receivers to get open. Um, being able to win quickly, and then if there are those contested catches, being able to, to make those tough catches and, and put the ball in a good place for, for the receiver to go get it. So there's Ryan Tannehill asked by Teron about, you know, the protection and lack of play calling. It, it's hard. You don't have any time to throw. You can't have time to set up those long developing routes. And, you know, then you talk about the receivers needing to get off the line quick. I mean, Jack, I thought Tannehill was pretty honest with his answer. Yeah, I, I do too. And, you know, he's not, he's not going to throw anybody under the bus. said, we've got to protect better. You know, we've got to do this. We've got to do that. And I, I, I like that as a leader. It, it's always we. It's never you. Uh, there's no finger pointing in that locker room. And there shouldn't be because when you're losing games in the fashion that the Titans are losing, things can get, get out of control fast. But, yeah, absolutely it has to be better. I, I mean, he's got no time back there. And for, for everyone who says, you know, bench Ryan Tannehill, I'm sick of him. We need to move on, see what we have in the other two guys. You want to put a, a first-year starter? behind that offensive line, you know what that'll do to his confidence? It'll destroy him. So it's, it's Tannehill's going to have to figure out a way to do that. And really Tim Kelly is going to have to figure out a way to give Tannehill enough time in order to make plays downfield. It's interesting though, because I know Traylon Burks had the biggest play of the season for the Titans on that great throw by Tannehill. But mm -hmm. whenever the Titans have needed a, a big play, it seems like Chris Moore has been the one to pop up and make them. So they got to figure that out. Traylon Burks had an opportunity against Cleveland last week. Didn't come through with a catch. There's a, there's a lot that's wrong in the in this Titans offense, but it, it, the root of all issues is the offensive line. Yeah, I do find it ironic. Joey says Tannehill holds on the ball ball too long. Also, it's like like what is it? Like I feel like you can't have both no protection, but also say you hold on to the ball too long. And also, like, we're all watching the TV copy, guys. You know, you can, if you want to subscribe to NFL Plus to get your all 22 on Tuesdays when that comes out uh, for the games, and you can truly see if you think Ryan Tannehill is holding on to the ball too long to see if anybody is open before he gets hit. And like, I thought Tannehill put it really well. It's a race between the receivers getting open and the pass rush beating the protection, right? It's what happens first. And so mm -hmm. you can't hold on to the ball too long if nobody's getting open or the pass rush gets to you before they get open. So who wins that race? And a lot of times this season, it's been the offensive line getting beat by the Titans and allowing a, a rusher to get right at Tannehill or make, Tannehill. Him, make him move, right? Make him have to scramble or abort or throw it away before he takes one of the 13 sacks he's taken in three games. Yeah, and Tannehill has taken some unnecessary sacks where, you know, he's responsible for it. Uh, I think that that screen, the, the, the failed screen to Tajay um, in, in the Chargers win was a really bad one that he took. I think he did it. I think he was responsible for one or two in New Orleans. But <laughs> that, excuse me, that doesn't really matter. I mean, like his left tackle's given up. Sorry, his left tackle's given up twice as many sacks. Too much, right? 
I woke up with a cough. I have no idea where it came from. <laughs> but his left tackle's given up twice as many sacks as the next closest guy in the league. That's that's not on Tannehill. Tannehill can't block and throw. It's like what Giselle said with Tom Brady and Julian Edelman. He can't throw and catch. You know, Tannehill can only throw the football. And sure, he, he's taking he's made some bad choices. He's taken some sacks. He's responsible for a couple of those on his own. But Anybody who watches these games know that it's not Tannehill making his problems worse. Tannehill has no time to make a decision, has no time to process the field. It's in last week we were on our post game show. We had to give Ryan Tannehill a grade, and in the in the chat there were multiple answers that said incomplete. You can't grade him because he didn't have any time to make anything happen. So if that's the Tannehill we're going to get every week, then it's going to be unfair to him, and it's going to be impossible to judge his play just based on what the offensive line is doing in front of him. Yeah. Uh, so let's get to Ryan Tannehill's other question. He was asked about how do you motivate a, a group of offensive line? How do you hold this offensive line accountable who's allowed you to get sacked 13 times in three games? Just try to get them to do the job. You know, it's uh, knowing each person individually, right? You know, some guys – handle getting challenged a little more than others. Uh, some need a little more encouragement. Uh, just trying to, you know, balance that line of, of knowing who the individual is and, and how to best um, encourage them and, and get the most out of them. Uh, so, yeah, definitely just like it is any position, right? Whether it's a receiver or running back or O-line, everyone's a little bit different and, and have to understand how to best motivate them. So you got to treat Andre Dillard differently than – Peter Skaronsky, Dylan Radins, Aaron Brewer. Uh, you go across the board, Daniel Brunskill and Chris Hubbard, right? So you got to mm -hmm. treat all these guys differently to make them respond. And I think this is where being a quarterback is similar to being a head coach because you're a leader on the football team. Uh, you have some authority with the position you play, and you have to understand how you can use uh, that, uh, that stature that you have on the roster to make sure you can – you know, coach up or help hold these other guys accountable in a productive way. You can't, if, if one of these offensive linemen can't take hard con constructive criticism or, or hard love, as you want to maybe call it, then don't do it because that's not going to be productive. So Daniel was also asked Jack, his confidence and his trust level in the offensive line. We're going to get to that here in a second, but we want to ask you guys, what is your confidence level in the Titans O-line bouncing back versus the Bengals, 1 through 10. What is your confidence level in the Titans O-line bouncing back versus the Bengals on a 1 through 10 scale? I'm bracing myself for comedy. Uh, but first, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, uh, who can get you back to health whenever an injury occurs uh, in life. The Bone and Joint Institute, they are the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. They've got uh, a dozen plus experts there at their facility in Franklin that know how to deal with and how to help any type of injury whatsoever, whether it happens in life or it happens on the athletic field or playing surface, or maybe your son or daughter gets hurt playing youth sports and they need someone to help them get through whatever that injury is. That is the Bone and Joint Institute. Institute. Injuries can be a major inconvenience for all of us because uh, if you're dealing with something, you feel it and work. You feel it and when you sleep and when you wake up in the morning. Uh, so don't let it linger. Go get it checked out and use who we trust. That's the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org. When looking for a sports book, you want to find one that you can trust. And BetMGM is exactly that, the king of sports books. They're called that for a reason. They've got a great promotion going on right now. 
new users, if you put a $10 money line wager on any pro football game, you'll win up to $200 in bonus bets instantly with our code A to Z200. There's a football game going on tonight, the Packers and Lions and NFC North Clash. If you want to put a $10 money line wager on that and collect your $200 in bonus bets instantly, you can go ahead and do that. If you want to wait till the weekend, maybe bet on the Titans to bounce back against the Bengals. Use our code A to Z200 when you sign up. Put a $10 money line wager on any pro football game, and you'll receive up to $200 in bonus bets instantly. All right, so Jack, we asked the question. We're going to play Tannehill's answer and his trust in the offensive line, but what is your confidence level in the Titans offensive line having a bounce-back performance against the Bengals on a 1-10 through 10 scale? So Jack, I will let you do the honors and go to the chat on YouTube and Twitch. Again, hoping to have Facebook back by the end of the week. It's Thursday, so we're running out of time for that. We've got our Facebook jailbreak plan uh, coming up later on. But, uh, Jack, I'll let you go to the comments. One through ten, what are people's confidence in the Titans O-line having a bounce back? Yeah, Major Keys starts us off with a four. Steven says three. Andre says two. Ashley with a one. Jacob Ray also in that category. Um, We've got Skirblerd with a three. Stephen King goes to the thousandth decimal point, 0.005. Technically under our floor, our our floor, our (laughs) lowest possible answer is one. And he goes very, very (laughs) under that. I think he's sending a message. RG Titan says three. Nick says one. Curtis says five. Dre's at a three and a half. Rooney's at a three. Cameron's at a four. Tiffany says three. Apollo and Jill also agree at a three. Sin City says two. Jason Eskridge says three and a half. Top tier says two. Titan Tough says three. Lou Man, optimistic, 8.899, another thousandth decimal point. Amanda going below the range at a zero. Uh, two in shotgun sets, says Nathaniel Allison. Joey says two. Jermel believes it's a nine. 1.2 from Gene, two from Connor, three and a half from the reformed outdoorsman, two from Jason Brown. MB wants to go lower than one. Titans Kyle's at a 5.2. Soul three, girth three. I hate that I just read his name. <laughs> Zero X Ghost, Deshaun Watson, or just, excuse Washington. me, Deshaun Washington. Gosh, this has been a bad, a bad that's stretch a, here. That's an easy mistake to make. Yeah, negative uh, five from Potluckkin. So we'll stop there. Not a lot of optimism from the chat um, on on the offensive line bouncing back. Austin, I want to hear from you first. Yeah, where do you stand? Uh, they're playing the Bengals, right? And a scribbler just says that the Bengals got six sacks on the Rams. And Trey Hendrickson, I don't, I think he had multiple. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how many. Sam Hubbard uh, was also there too. Uh, if there all- is, if, if there is a worse offensive line in the NFL than the Titans, it's the Los Angeles Rams. And they set the, Rams, the bar very low. And the Rams had their left tackle get hurt, and so it was a backup left tackle. Uh, that was going up against Hendrickson and couldn't do anything. And, you know, it, it was brutal, right? Mm-hmm. So that is kind of scary, right? My confidence in the Titans O-line bouncing back. Miles Garrett is different. Trey Hendrickson is very good. So I'm still under the fence line. And the fence line is five. I'm still under it. I'm going to say 4.5 because I do think, I, I don't think, the entirety of the O-line is going to be as bad as it was against Cleveland. I think Andre Dillard will still struggle. My guess is that, you know, if I had to set an over under over under Andre Dillard sacks allowed at one and a half. Yeah. I mean, 
with the way he's played, it's hard. It, it's hard to mess with that line right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if you if you can get Andre Dillard to go under that, and he gives up one and a half, or if he pushes even, I think that's a success. But I expect that to be an over. But I still think they can be productive. Dillard gave up three sacks right against uh, against the Chargers, and they still were able yeah. to be productive as an offense. And so I, I think really, um, you can still overcome Andre Dillard being bad, but the whole offensive line can't be what they were. So I'm going to say a 4.5 is my confidence level in them improving. No Skaronsky this week, most likely. You know, yeah. He's kind of the X factor up front, the appendix factor, if you will. Um, it, it, having him, the offensive line held up pretty well against the Saints. I know that things could have gone a little better there, but um, the offensive line wasn't as bad as they have been for the past two weeks. I'm actually at a 6.5. I do think that this offensive line has a chance to bounce back. I mean, you're not going to play much worse than you did on Sunday. Miles Garrett didn't line up, lining up against you. I think that with the full week, Rabel and Tim Kelly have both, you know, poured a lot of energy and effort into fixing the issues up front. Uh, and really, you know, when you have a bad offensive line, having a tight end that you brought in from Chicago that's used strictly for blocking in Trevon Wesco should be a help, but he hasn't really done much of anything to give either tackle help on the offensive line. So they need help from a tight end. I mean, this is a group that's not going to be able to do it by themselves. So you got to have a guy in there willing to help and able to help. They haven't had that yet. I, I think it's a six and a half because I think that this is when Dillard starts to figure it out a little bit. We had Justin Mello on the Tighten Up podcast. He said that Andre Dillard isn't going to play this bad the entire season. He's on like a 34 sack pace. Water <laughs> always finds its level, okay? And the uh. Titans, were, the Titans gave up 49 last year. So it's going to get better from here. Now, the Bengals pass rush probably isn't the team you'd like to see when you're struggling and when you're without your stud rookie left guard. But I, I think on Sunday, Austin, the Titans sack Burrow more times than the Bengals, the Bengals sack Ryan Tannehill. What do you think about that? I think that is a great question we should save for our pregame show. Okay. All right. Because I want to think I, about that more. Yeah, absolutely. And I, 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 I want to, I've got some, some stuff that I've got in my brain, but it's currently unorganized. And so by Sunday morning, <laughs> I will have it organized to properly answer your question. So let's just, I'm just going to go ahead and text you right now. Uh, something that we can discuss <laughs> in the pregame show. Go uh, ahead I'm, and do that. I am somebody that has to type out, like speak as I'm, as I'm texting it. So uh, who will be sacked more? Tannehill or Burrow. And while you're doing that, Joey says that I'm such a homer. I just, there's no way that Hendrickson comes away with three and a half sacks. Like, sure, I am a Titans fan. I'll, I'll That's out there. That's that's well documented. But I don't think that they have a Miles Garrett on that side of the football. And I don't think the Titans are going to come out there and, you know, run the same schemes, run the same sets as they did last week, knowing what happened. Like, this is a good coaching staff, whether you want to admit it or not. Right now, they don't have the, the personnel they need to really you know, be one of those contending teams. But this is a good coaching staff. They can figure this out with a week, you know, back-to-back to -back weeks of this, the same issues. I don't expect that to linger. I really don't. And, and what, how the Titans can help themselves is, is in the short game. It, go quick game. Throw it to Tajay Spears out wide. You know, I wish they had Kyle Phillips to use in screen situations. They don't have him available right now. He'll come back hopefully soon. 
there's plenty of ways to fix a bad offensive line. And I, I just don't think that we're going to see that issue pop up the way it did last week. Yeah. Again, because I, 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 last week was a, a really worst case scenario. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> David says 10. If you mean by bounce back as in the offensive line being bounced backwards all game long, blow it up and start over. That's, I mean, I, I like that comment because the, the, I said I was expecting comedy. Uh, and that's uh, David delivered on that one. Thank you, Mr. Red. Uh, Jacob says three because they're feeling attacked right now. And Tim Kelly is going to find a way to help Dillard. And so I thought there was something, and, and I didn't play this video. Uh, I I had it pulled for, I want to say, um, Monday. Yeah, for Monday's show, I had this video that I wanted to play about Andre Dillard. It was Mike Vrabel just talking about the sack Dillard gave up right before the first half that didn't allow the Titans to get more points. And I, I thought Vrabel, you know, he was trying to explain the situation, but I, Vrabel and the Titans made a key mistake with this. But here was Vrabel after the game Sunday. Quickly, or are you expecting him to hold Well, yeah, no, I mean, we just have to make sure that we're, we're getting the ball in the end zone. It's an ozone situation, you know, for everybody. You know, we're sc- trying to score a touchdown. And, um, you know, that, that's, uh, that's what has to happen. You know, we have to make sure that, that the ball you know, gets into the end zone, uh, protect the points right there, and you know, weren't able to do it. They did not protect points because it was the end of the half. Uh, because mm-hmm. they had 13 seconds, no timeouts. I do think Ryan Tannehill hurt the team by throwing the check down to Tajay Spears the play before that had them have to hurry up and cost a lot of time there. Or and had actually had to have them burn their last time out. Tannehill should have thrown that one out of the back of the end zone and allowed them to not, you know, need that one yard from the Spears connection. But Jack, the Titans had 55 yards on that drive. We know they had under 100 total net yards for the game, but 55 yards on that drive, I believe they got helped by a penalty on that drive as well. But you know. That was basically it. And you have to get points there because if you get any type of points, maybe you can just get some confidence level uh, in your offense to go score and double up on them at the end of the half. But they gained those 55 yards, Jack, by having help with Andre Dillard down the field. But they got there in an end zone situation and Mike Vrabel admitted it and they didn't help Dillard on a crucial down and it burned them. Uh, So that was something that I thought was brutal from a coaching decision of acknowledging that you have a big weakness in Dillard against their biggest strength in Garrett. And in a play that you cannot afford to have a sack, you'd give the guy no help where giving him help got you there in the first place. Yeah. I mean, it was almost like that fourth down play against the chargers where it was just a missed assignment. And it looked like the, the automatic doors sliding open and Tannehill taking a big hit in a crucial situation. It, It just feels like, you know, obviously the offensive line's protection hasn't been there, but really it's it's key situations where they break down. I, I mean, if, if they can just play solid situational football and hold up on third downs and crucial situations in the red zone, I feel a whole lot better. This, the whole season's going to come down whether or not the Titans can convert in the red zone, and they didn't do it last week. That was a massive turning point in the game. You could have gone into the halftime with at least three points, some confidence, some momentum, and come out swinging in the second half, but I think that that drive is where the game ended. That sack, that was the play that ended the game. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that, Jack. All right, so I've got some comments that I've you know put to the side that I want to address. Uh, one says, it blows my mind 
how people in Nashville media are defending Ryan Tannehill. So I'll get to that uh, comment here in a second and some super chats dropped by you guys. But first, Krebs Kubota, they should be where you go for all of your equipment needs. What does equipment mean? It means anything you're trying to get done around your home, around your property, whatever you've got going on, you need uh, outside for your equipment, whether it's a zero-turn mower or just any type of specialty mower. If you've got a difficult yard with some hills, maybe a ditch uh, that you want to be safe with, Maybe you got a big yard and you don't want to push mow that thing for an hour and a half uh, once or twice a week uh, or a couple of times a month. So go to Krebs Kubota. They are an elite Kubota dealer with three amazing locations in the mid-state. That's Murfreesboro, Franklin, and Columbia. So they've got all the type of equipment you need for just your home, trimmers, whatever that might be as well. And they've got the big boys. They've got the utility vehicles, uh, the utility tractors. Any type of power unit that you need, if you've got a bunch of land and a lot of things to do uh, out there and projects to work on, they've got everything you need and they're great people and they know how to do it. They want to build that relationship with you because you're going to need them. Once you go to Krebs Kubota, that's a relationship that they're trying to build for the rest of your equipment needs throughout your life. So check them out online at KrebsKubota.com, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations, Columbia, Murfreesboro, and in Franklin. Talk about selection. BetMGM's got that as well with parlay selection features, boosted odds, specials, and player props, live, a great live betting system that they have up on their website. BetMGM is the place for you if you're looking to get some skin in the game. But if you are willing to sign up with BetMGM, make sure you use our promo code A to Z200. If you place a $10 money line wager on any pro football game, you'll receive up to $200 in bonus bets instantly, instantaneous cash at BetMGM. With code A to Z200, remember, a $10 money line wager on any pro football game can be tonight with the Packers and Lions. It can be on Sunday with the Titans and Bengals or wh- whatever game you prefer to bet on. If you see an edge, just make sure you use our code A to Z200 or A to Z200. $10 money line wager gets you $200 in bonus bets instantly at BetMGM. All right, so it blows my mind how people in the Nashville media uh, defend Ryan Tannehill. I'm going to get to that comment. Here in a second as we're going through and Ryan Tannehill's talked about trust in his offensive line. I do want to play this video real quick uh, about Ryan Tannehill and the confidence that he has uh, in his O-line going into this week. I have to go out there and and believe they're going to make it happen. You know, I think that's what we all have to expect of each other is is that you got to trust the guy beside you, in front of you, behind you to to do their job and um, in order for you to do your job. So uh, we'll work this week in practice. We'll build that confidence throughout the week in practice and, um, you know, carry it into Sunday. He has no choice but to try to trust them. And I think a lot of the problems that they've had is because he hasn't trusted them. So let's get to Chris. Chris says, it blows my mind how people in the national media are defending Ryan Tannehill. There are plenty of bad O-linemen, O-lines in the NFL, and quarterbacks are still finding a way to be successful the conductor has to drive things. Jack, I've got thoughts mm. on Chris's comment. Uh, what do you think about Nashville media? You're, 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 you're somewhat a member of Nashville media because you do the, the fanboy podcast uh, every week with the <laughs> Tighten Up podcast, but also you listen and consume a lot of content as well from a lot of different media outlets. What do you think about Nashville yeah. media defending Ryan Tannehill like this? I don't buy it. I think that when you look at the quarterback room, then Tannehill is head and shoulders above the other two guys. He, without question, gives you the best chance to win. I don't know how much defending there is. I think at this point in Tannehill's career, we know who he is. 
And that is with solid protection and solid weapons around him, a guy who can win you a playoff game. I mean, he's done it. He did it in his first year here. And I, I think that a lot of Tannehill haters are, are upset because he's not getting most of the blame for the Titans one and two start. It's not defending Tannehill by highlighting a bigger problem, which is the offensive line. Like in order for Tannehill to succeed, he has to have time to throw. And if he doesn't have time to throw, he's not going to succeed. Now he, he was inaccurate in new Orleans. That was his worst game that I've ever seen. Yes. But defending Tannehill is not saying that he needs more time. Like that's odd. If you, if, if you're a football fan who's been around the game for a handful of years, you can turn on the Titans and, and objectively see that Tannehill has no chance out there behind this offensive line. Now you give him time. That's going to be different. Hopefully now he's got to make the throws. The receivers have to make the catches, but defending Tannehill is not the same as like the Tannehill haters are sick because now the offensive line is actually to blame, right? It's not Tannehill at the front of the line. It's the offensive line. And I I don't think that they can separate that in their thick skulls. Yeah. And yeah, thanks. Uh, I I agree with it. I think you're spot on. I think Nashville media, and I will raise my hand and put myself in this. I am not as much defending Ryan Tannehill as I, as I am trying to preach the fact that Ryan Tannehill is so much better than Malik Willis and Will Levis currently are. That's my defense. It's that there is a significant drop-off from 17 to 7, then to 8. And so I think that's the main thing. Also, I'm the same person that came up here and, and criticized Ryan Tannehill for not taking accountability like I thought he should have after the Saints game. Then he skirted a lot of questions that following Wednesday. Now, to his credit, he played much better against the Chargers, and they won that game. And then, I, you know, the incomplete grade that you guys said were popular answers in the postgame against the Browns that yeah. I wasn't on, I think that's fair because that offensive line was so atrocious. And I think for anybody that wants to say that we are defending Tannehill by putting the blame on the offensive line, do I can ask those same people that are saying we're not – blaming Tannehill enough. Do you blame Derrick Henry for getting hit on average seven yards in the backfield after he gets the football? Is that Derrick Henry's fault? No. Logically, you would say, no, that's not Derrick Henry's fault. It's not Derrick Henry's fault. He ran the ball 11 times and only gained 20 yards. Because here's the reality too. He had to actually run four yards after contact to get those 20 yards. He had to gain like 40 yards just to get 20. And so it's not, that's not Derrick Henry's fault. That's the O-line's fault. That's the same thing about Ryan Tannehill. So it's not defending Tannehill. It's pointing out that the offensive line is the detriment of this offense and it's going to sink them until it doesn't. And Mm -hmm. it's been sinking them two out of three times. Yeah, no, you're right about that. And look, Tannehill's not a guy who's going to beat teams on his own. We know that. Like Tannehill at his best, is a game manager, throws for 248, a couple touchdowns, and doesn't turn the ball over. He's not going to go out there and wing it for 350, 400, and three or four touchdowns. So why are we expecting him to put the entire team on his back? You know, and this is a bad group of offensive linemen he has in front of him. And the way the receivers have been playing, I mean, they're they're not without their own faults. So obviously, you know, Tannehill is going to need some help in order to be better. But he's no world beater. I don't know why Titans fans expect him to be a Mahomes, a Herbert. You know, I saw the Lamar Jackson comparisons, Joe Burrow comparisons in the chat because it's convenient this week. He's not any of those guys. We've known this for years. So why are we expecting him to carry a bad unit in front of him 
and put this team on his back and beat good playoff caliber teams like the Browns when he has zero time to throw the football. I mean, we got to give the guy – look, I understand that people are frustrated with the way he's played lately. And obviously that Bengals playoff game a couple years ago soured everybody on Tannehill. But you've got to watch the games. Watch the games. It's the offensive line that's the issue. And if they can get that fixed, and then we can grade Tannehill. But it's hard to give Tannehill a grade when he doesn't have a chance in the pocket. Yeah, and and also, I, I, at the same time, yes, Ryan Tannehill missed opportunities against the Browns. That that is also true. Um, so I want to get to some more comments and some super chats as well. Uh, because you know, Ross says Malik's a playmaker from a trash play. Tano can't simple. I, Malik, what plays is Malik making not Jeez. in the preseason? Because I don't want to hear preseason success, uh, as a pro for Malik Willis, who's able to make plays against preseason oh. defenses. Uh, I may have to use the B word on him. Bozo. That's a bozo. I didn't know what, what, uh, what B word you're going to use. Brandon says, if that's the case with the O-line, why do segments on what skill players have to step up? Let's be consistent. Brandon, I I think, I think, you know, and somebody's wife did did also took offense to this on Instagram yesterday too, when we're talking about skill players that need to step up and be better. And because when you drop passes, those are opportunities that right now, Titans skill players cannot afford to make mistakes. This is the same argument that I was making last year with Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry fumbled in the season of 2022 more than he ever has before. Why? Because he was having so much pressure on him to make extra plays, to gain extra yards. And at times when he was fighting for extra three to five yards, he got the ball popped out because he was straining and straining usually tends to mistakes. And so why? Because Derrick Henry was hurting the team because he can't afford to make mistakes. He's got to be the one that can step up and be and do his job at a high level because he's got to overcome other players' deficiencies. That's not fair, but hey, Derrick Henry's getting paid to do that. Traylon Burks, Chigga Conquo, and Tajay Spears to a lesser extent, those two guys, Chig and, and Burks, cannot afford to make mistakes because they have to be able to overcome their, some of their teammates' deficiencies because those two guys are your most explosive downfield options. And so Burks has to catch the football. He's caught a few. He's made some nice plays. I think he's got a lot of ability, but he's got to catch the football. You can't drop the football. If it's right there, catch it. He's got massive hands. I didn't see him drop a single pass in training camp. So I have high expectations for Burks. It's a new issue, and he's dropped three passes through three weeks. Like Two things can be true at once. The offensive line can stink. And the playmakers can step up at the same time. Like both of those things need to happen. It, it's like I, I don't want to blow this analogy already because I got to save it for the end of the show. But oh. y- y- there, there's multiple issues on this team. The problem is in the NFL, it's hard to fix all of these issues at once, right? Work on something one week, then work on the other the next week. Like Traylon Burks dropping balls is something he can fix on his own while you solve the offensive line problem. So, yes, two things can be true at once. Traylon Burks has dropped the ball too many times, and the offensive line still stinks. Like that—that's—that's that's obvious to people who watch the games. Yeah, uh, Nathaniel has a super chat. He says all 13 sacks are on shotgun sets, not athletic enough on the edge, and expect them to do well against against guys like Garrett Bose, etc. Get under center. I, Nathaniel watches the show every day. Almost, he's got another super chat. I'll get to in a second. Uh, I don't know if it's all 13 or come from shotgun, but it would make sense because a lot of them are on third or fourth down, which typically means shotguns for the Titans. The Titans are better, and Ryan Tannehill is at his best when they are running play-action pass down the field. 
That's the biggest difference in the first and the third game and the second game the Titans won is play action success. And you can't run play action on third and nine, mm-hmm. you know? And so you have to be able to set yourself up. A lot of the play action, big plays the Titans had against the chargers, like the 70 yarder to Burks, the big play to Chris Moore first and 10 play calls, right? That's yes. when you can do play action. And that's what was hurting them. And let's say this, the Browns defense is super talented. Jim Schwartz or not. The Browns defense is super talented and those guys are fast and they, they play the run through or they, they, they get to the uh, quarterback through playing the run. So that was just kind of a buzzsaw. The Titans uh, O-line ran into. Um, I want to get to a couple more uh, super chats. Andre says every O-line taken in the second aside from Scruggs is a starter. I don't know who he's talking about. Uh, every cornerback is producing and every wide receiver has better numbers than Burks. We took Mr. Interception. I, I don't understand that, Andre, but I, it, I wanted to read it. Andre comes back, says, Titans rode the fence. It was either one last hurrah or prepare for the future. They didn't go all in on either. Now we're seeing the neglected issues. For yeah. Now and that is a good comment, Andre. That's a topic for probably a different show because we could go all day on that. You're either all in or you're all out and the Titans are neither. Um but there's there's just so many glaring issues that have to be fixed. And last week against the Browns, Sam and I were talking on the game day show about how the Titans were in third and 10 plus seven different times. You have to be in shotgun. There's no option of lining up under center when you're third and 10, third and 11, third and 12, the whole damn game. So mm-hmm. you got to set yourself up for success on first and second down. If you throw an incompletion on first and 10, Hey, here's an idea. Don't run it up the middle. Like set yourself, get ahead of the chains on first and second down. So you don't put Tannehill in a bad position and you can work to the strengths of this offense, which are in play action and deep shots down the field. Yeah. So people are clearing up. Thank you for helping me out. Andre's comment. He was talking about the second round or corners or wideouts taken uh, by other teams are playing well where the Titans drafted Will Levis, who has been inactive as the emergency third quarterback. So that's what Andre was meaning with his other comments. So I, you know, that's a good point too. You could argue, did the Titans need to draft Will Levis or not? I know you guys on the Titan Up podcast did that uh, this mm-hmm. week, which you know is something that's definitely an interesting conversation. Uh, Nathaniel says, genuine question, should we be concerned as fans for the next season considering Tannehill is gone? Are the two that bad? If so, why are they the future? I mean, Will Will Levis Will Levis as a rookie is better than Malik Willis as a rookie, but Malik Willis as a second year player is currently better than Will Levis as a rookie. I don't know. And there's no guarantee that any quarterback hits like their their throws at a dartboard at the end of the day. Yeah. Um. And. I, I'm not even so sure that Tannehill walks after this season if they make the playoffs. Uh, it, it, you've got to be really sure in what you have in order to move on from from Tannehill this offseason. Now, I know he, he's going to cost a lot of money, and those other two guys won't. But it, it, what does Mike – Mike Rabel doesn't want to tank. And, of course, of course, Tannehill wears a T-shirt of a dog named Tank. Like, it's a, I saw Bork comment early. He, he had a good comment with the irony behind that. But, you can't do that. You, if no. you're the Titans, unless, like – I thought about tweeting this, but I didn't because I wanted to save it for this. The Titans giving Ryan Tannehill a shirt of a dog named Tank to promote dog adoption awareness, which is a great cause. Adopt, yes. don't shop. Adopt, don't shop. Adopt, don't shop. I'll say it 
four times. Adopt, don't shop. But giving Ryan Tannehill the dog name Tank is equal to Mike Vrabel and Rand Carthon waving at the fans during the draft after they took Josh Wiley in the fifth round instead of a receiver. <laughs> That's what that is. Troll job. Troll oh job. Oh, my gosh. That, that video looks worse and frustrates me more every single day. Yes. Uh, all right. One more super chat, and then we'll get to our next uh, segment here on the show. Puka. What's up, Puka? I haven't seen Puka in a while. Uh, Titans been super cheap with O-line, especially right tackle. Yeah. Left tackle. Um, that, let, yeah, left tackle. And um, Sam wrote about that on uh, Monday, Sunday after the game. That was really good. A lot of people read that. So if you haven't read that, go to a to zsportsnashville.com to check that out too. And All right, also, so, Lyle yeah, right. Collins is out there. Lyle Collins, former – yeah, I, but apparently he's coming back, right? Like, yeah. uh, you gotta you've got to turn over every single stone in order to fix this issue. And if it's Lyle Collins, then so be it. Like, the guys they have, the guys they have at left tackle right now are not cutting it. You, hey, you've got to be willing to go out and make a change. Um, there's a reason why the Titans restructured a contract or two right before the season, right? Harold Landry got that restructure that created about eight million dollars in space mm-hmm. for this year. Titans have like top half of the league in cap space. Currently Titans. Kyle says that Collins just passed his physical. Yep. I, I am not against any of that. I am not against any of that. If, if you are truly right committed to making a playoff push and you don't at least poke around and kick the tires on Lyle Collins, then what are we doing here? Rand Carthon? Yeah. All right. Uh, I think people are misinterpreting something that Mike Vrabel said yesterday. So I'm going to play that here in a second. But first, tell you guys about Farm Bureau Health Plans. There's no misinterpreting this. Farm Bureau Health Plans can get you set up with a great health plan with amazing coverage. Maybe, most likely, uh, for less money than you're currently paying right now for your coverage. Because Farm Bureau Health Plans, they've been serving Tennesseans across the state for over 75 years. And they can specialize, customize, package whatever your needs are. If you're single, maybe you're a contracted employee, maybe you're an entrepreneur and you don't have health coverage through an employer, that's where Farm Bureau Health Plans comes into play. Maybe you're looking to grow your family with your spouse. Farm Bureau Health Plans can set you guys up for life to have great health coverage for your growing family. Maybe your family's already grown up and out of the house and Farm Bureau Health Plans can help you in the next stage of life. Uh, check in with those health uh, situations that may arise down the road later on. Farm Bureau Health Plans is where to go. It's so easy to get started. So it starts right here at fbhp.com slash ATOZ. I'm a member of Farm Bureau as I'm a member of BetMGM, and you can be too with code A to Z200. Sign up with that code A to Z200 and place a $10 money line wager on any pro football game, and you'll receive up to $200 in bonus bets instantly. $10 money line wager on any pro football game. It can be this week, it can be next week, whenever you're comfortable signing up and getting some skin in the game. I encourage you all to run to BetMGM and use our promo code A to Z200 to get $200 in bonus bets instantly with a single $10 money line wager on a pro football game. Yep. Visit betmg.com for terms and conditions. 21, 21 or older. Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions, subject qualification, other requirements. First online room money wager only. Rewards issued knowledgeable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days. And for problem game support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Uh, I do think some people are misinterpreting what Mike Vrabel said about Christian Fulton. So I want to play this video and I want you guys to tell me 
what do you think Mike Vrabel is saying? So let's listen to it. And then I want to know what do you guys think about what Mike Vrabel said about Christian Fulton uh, right here? What do you say or try to adjust with Christian to try to get him back to play the way he was in camp and preseason? I mean, do your job. You know what I mean? Like, you got to stand up here and you think that, like, you, you asked me a couple years ago, like, you know, what, what, what you can do to help a pass rush or pass rush. Like, do your job. Like, cover your man. Play cover two, reroute. Play inside number one when you're in quarters. Whether it's a D lineman, whether it's a DB, you know. And, and you know, Christian did some, some cool things. And Christian challenged and he tackled and, you know, they had a penalty and then they, you know, again, late in the game, I don't know, made a mistake, but... You know, I'm, I think Christian's going to be uh, be just fine. You know, I mean, he triggered, he tackled. I thought he was trying to do the things that that we want him to do. You know, just had a mental error uh, late in the game. So Rabel said the words "do your job" right when asked about Fulton, and so I want to. I'm going to read some comments, Jack, and then I want to know what you interpreted this because. You know, Skirblard says, stop sucking, Christian. Uh, Jay says, Fulton needs to sit. Deshaun says, to do his job. Uh, Alex says, Vrabel is, said Fulton isn't getting another contract from this team. Uh, Rooney says he's pissed off. Uh, Jacob says, he says, doing your effing job. Got to coach better, play better. KG says, it's pretty clear. Um, you know, uh, Lumen says, Mike said, leave AZ alone. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, Major Key's laughing because he had to pause to think about it. Uh, Jags get juice says Vrabel with a dead emoji. Uh, so I think a lot of people are are saying, you know, that this is, you know, he hates Fulton's play. Uh, Polly, he put him on blast and then backtracked and played good coach. So I, I think a lot of people are, are thinking this, that Polly said he put him on blast and then backtracked. Jack, what was your interpretation of what Vrabel said about Fulton? Well, first, let's go over the numbers because Christian Fulton, when targeted, has allowed seven completions on eight attempts for 165 yards and a touchdown this season. That's a 158.3 passer rating, which is perfect, as you can see from Nick Suss. That's unacceptable. And, you know, John Wooden used to say that little things make the big things happen. And Vrabel kind of hinted at that. Just be in the right spot at the right time. Do your job. Don't blow assignments. Don't blow coverages. And, you know, you saw him and you said, you know, he has done some cool things. And this was his first game back from injury after missing week two. The the thing about those numbers is it's such a small sample size. Christian Fulton is the most talented cornerback on this roster without question. McCreary plays inside. You can make a case. But right now on the outside, it's it's Fulton. You don't want to go with Trey Avery back there. He's a whole lot worse than Fulton is. It's, I, I like what Rabel said because it was simple. Like he, he didn't put him on blast and he, and he was kind of pretty subtle with it. Just do your job, man. Like, so it's, fr so it's frustrating you don't, that Fulton hasn't been doing his job. So I want to know this. I want to know from the chat and you can just give a, um, I just want to know yes or no. Yes or no. Do you think Mike Rabel was putting Christian Fulton on blast? With the, with those comments, yes or no from the chat. It's simple. Did Mike Vrabel put Christian Fulton on blast with those comments? Yes or no? Because I, that's what I want to know from people. Because 
you know, some people say that he did. Jack, you just said no, right? You don't think that was no, I don't think so. I because I think Christian Fulton's put himself on blast so far this season, right? Vrabel's just calling it how he sees it, and he knows the inside information here on where he should be, what what the plays called, where you know how he should line up. So it's 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 Christian Fulton who's really hurt himself. Like Vrabel is just is just being honest, and he and he's not really putting him on blast. He could say a whole lot more than what he did. All right, so I'm going to go through these comments. Um, and so I'm trying to start at the top here uh, from you guys. Let's see. I'm going to start with uh, Louis says no. Uh, Pistol says no. Skirberg says yes. Cody says no. Deshaun says no. Eric, yes. Nathaniel, no. Uh, Token says yes. Girth says yes. Tiffany, no. Rambo says yes. Reformed Outdoorsman says no. Um, let's see, uh, y'all want to sit Fulton, but keep Tannehill in. I don't know who said that. Not, not Jack or I, uh, Jay says yes on blast. Brock says no, is telling you like it is. Titans Kyle says no. Um, Johnny says no, not at all. Um, let's see. Connor says no, just speaking facts. Rooney says no. Dre says hell yes. And Bork says on alert. I'm going to play it one more time because I think there's a very key thing. The question being asked matters so listen to terry mccormick ask the question that mike vrabel is answering what do you say or try to adjust with christian to try to get him back to play the way he was in camp and preseason i mean do your job you know what i mean like you gotta stand up here and you think that like you, you asked me a couple years ago like you know what, what, what you can do to help a pass rush or pass rush do your job. That's Vrabel, right? So what do you tell Christian to get him back to playing like he was in camp? And Vrabel answered it. I think he answered it generically. It's how do you... Players are going to struggle. Players are going to get in spots where they're not playing to their capabilities. As a coach, how do you get that player out of that funk and back playing at a high level? And it's a simple message. It's focus on doing your job. Don't focus on other stuff. Focus on doing your job and let the game come to you. That is how I interpreted it. If I, mm -hmm. I played basketball a lot growing up, Jack, I know you do too. I, mm -hmm. I was a pretty solid shooter. I'm not going to say I was a great shooter. I was a pretty damn good shooter. I can knock them down. But whenever you get in slumps and you're missing shots, what do I do? I'm going to go play defense hard. I'm going to go box out. I'm going to go rebound. I'm going to set screens. I'm going to go do all this other stuff and then just let the shots fall and come to me when it happens. So I'm going to go do my job as a teammate, as a player, and let the game come to me instead of focus on the shots that are not falling. So that's honestly how I took it is do your job. Play your assignment. Play cover two. You know, play quarters if that's the call. Do your job and don't stress over what you've given up in the past that do you buy or sell kind of what I'm saying there? No, I totally buy it. I absolutely buy that. I think that makes a lot of sense. You know, you got to find a way to activate your game. If it's not happening in coverage, go make a big hit, you know, stop, you come up and, and hit the running back. Like do so like jam the guy at the line of the scrimmage, make him worried about press, do all these different things to kind of get you back in your game In hockey. We see it. Dudes are stinking out there. So what do they do? They go, they go fight another guy and hit a guy in the face. Can't do that on the football field, obviously. But 
I, I now, think Billy, that... Billy says he keeps shooting. Look, and like, yeah, of course, yeah, shooters of course. keep shooting. Don't stop shooting, but again, don't force it. Like, don't focus on the shots. Focus on playing one. a good game and doing your job and make ju- the doing your job. Yes, right. And then, and then make the play when the play comes. Because if you start, if you start focusing on, man, I just gave up that third down against the Saints. I, I, I just gave up that play to Amari Cooper. Man, I can't do that again. I got to jump this next one. Now you're screwed. Now you're toast. Because that's when you get beat on a double move or you mess up things. Just focus and stay within yourself and do your job. That's what I take from Vrabel. I'm going to say something controversial here, Austin. I Uh-oh. think that the Bengals and Jamar Chase comes at a great time for Christian Fulton. It's a guy he played against in college. It's a guy who burned him in the playoffs game last time they saw each other. It's a person that you have to be hyper-focused on in order to shut down. I think Chase is going to get all of Fulton's attention this week. I think he's going to be dialed in. And look, every everybody gives up the big play to, to, to Chase, but this season, Joe Burrow can't throw the ball 15-plus yards down the field. He's completed two of 19 attempts of, of passes that are 15 or more yards down the field. Two of 19, and they both came last week. The guy can't the guy can't push off that calf and push the ball down the field. I think it's a great matchup for Fulton in in that sense. And I I don't think that he's going to come out lackadaisical. I don't think he's going to have a mental fog that he did on that blown coverage with with Amani Hooker that cost the Titans six last week. I think it's a great opportunity for him to get focused, him to build confidence, and we'll see how it plays out on Sunday. But we were talking about this on the podcast. The Titans already have so many issues. It's like when you're on a road trip and you're driving your car and halfway through the tire pressure light comes on, right? And oh, oh, now here comes the gas light. Oh, maintenance required has popped up on your road trip. And you've already got all of these issues with the offensive line and the playmakers and Tannehill not making the throws he needs to. Well, now your steering goes out with, with Fulton, right? You've lost your steering. It's an issue that you did not expect to pop up. You did not think you'd have to fix this issue. It's something that you relied on. that You felt like you could trust. So having these problems with Fulton only compounds the Titans' issues on, on the offensive side of the ball. But I do think it's a bounce-back spot for him this week. I, I hope he gets right. Now we'll see. But I, I do think this is a situation that demands 100% focus, and I think we'll see that out of Fulton this week. Yeah, um, agreed. A to Z Sports here live on this Thursday. Uh, real quick, it, it's getting close to the magic bucket time, but do want to tell everybody about what we got coming up on Sunday. But real quick, Aura is where you should go for your – online digital safety. I've started using Aura back in April. They eliminated 30 data brokers who were selling my information uh, to robocallers, spammers, and telemarketers. And they got rid of those robocallers and, and data brokers and 30, uh, 30 of them in five or six days. They can do the same thing for you. And we're giving you a two-week free trial when you use our link for Aura. That's our sponsor of Aura with our link, aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. Sign up. With that link, Aura.com slash ATOZ, so you can get the two-week free trial. It takes two or three minutes to sign up. Get rid of the data brokers that are pestering you from every angle. And then look at the password manager. Look at the credit identity theft monitoring, the parental controls, if you've got kids on devices in the house. So right there, Aura.com slash ATOZ. BetMGM is the king of sports books, and you absolutely need to sign up with them if you want to get in on the betting game. Use our code A to Z200 and you'll receive up to $200 in bonus bets instantly whenever you place a $10 money line wager on a pro football game. Bet the underdog in tonight's Thursday night matchup. You can win that and get your free $200 in bonus bets instantly with code A to Z200 on BetMGM.
All right. So, Jack, uh, on Sunday, me and you on the Acme rooftop with Spirited Hive and adding ranch water this week. Ranch water uh, is not like ranch dressing in water for people that earlier in the show that did not I know was what ranch. It I was surprised hard. about that. Yeah. yeah you people don't know what ranch water is? Ranch water is great. It, it, it's soda, tequila, and lime juice. That's like the original ranch water, like cocktail or drink, right? Yeah. This is ranch water, the hard seltzer company out of Texas. They're really good. Uh, great flavors, bucket specials of ranch water at Acme on the rooftop. And also $1 off the canned cocktails from our friends at spirited hive uh, on every home game. Uh, so that'll be fun. So come see us at Acme. Uh, we'll be there. The sh- pregame show as always starts 30 minutes uh, before kickoff. And so if you want to come down, Acme is the best place to go before and after a Titans game. And if you're not going to the game, Acme's great just to watch the game. And uh, Jack and I'll be down there for all the home games uh, this oh, season. Yeah. Uh, so come it's check awesome. them out. Yeah, Spirited Hive you, and Ranch Water uh, as well. You can hear the fans react behind you. It's really the perfect scene. I get the, the, the hairs on my arm are standing up just thinking about being back out there on Sunday. There you go. All right, it is time now for the Magic Bucket. <laughs> Wilson County Hyundai as well. Make them a part of your new car buying process by seeing them in Lebanon or online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Save some money on that new ride uh, by going to wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Magic bucket time. Jack, I have a question. Uh, have you uh, 15 no. bucks yet? No, I haven't. And I was going to do it yesterday, but I had a, a going away dinner at Maggiano's for one of our friends. Ooh. So I didn't want to drop 15 at Taco Bell and, and just kind of gorge myself that way before dinner but i think I Maggiano's. Might did you get the two meals for one so the take-home meal and my do they still do that at Maggiano's? i i don't know we we had like a big group there's like 25 of us so we had like a family style it, it was like uh, it, i felt like an italian mob boss for like five minutes down there you know that's pretty cool Maggiano's a great yeah. spot like i think like what a, what a development i'd say i want to order this meal for now but can you bring me this other meal so I can take it home and have it later or tomorrow? That's Maggiano's super <laughs> underrated uh, there. All right. It was so a fun time. I'm going to, you know, Bork says well, I should make you pull three today. Look, I'm going to do the Taco Bell today, guys. I'm going to send, I'm not going to tweet it because people may okay. think I'm just a monster, but I'll if send you, it, all right, rules, if you do not do Taco Bell by next Thursday, you have to get three pulls for the bucket. Deal. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it today. Oh, I'm There's gotta be, it. I need a receipt. I need a receipt. I, yeah. I know. I know. But It'll happen today. I've Y'all... been very lenient on you, Jack. <laughs> All right. Well, I need help in the chat while Austin's pulling items from Taco Bell to get. I need the items. That's not going to make me blow up or go to the hospital and have my appendix removed. Well, This one's for you. So regardless, next Thursday, when you're on the show, you're going to have to remember this uh, and maybe go to the grocery store. Uh, But next Thursday, you have to eat a popsicle on the show. Oh, okay. Early morning popsicle. I can get behind that. Yeah. So make sure you don't forget to go get a popsicle and then you just have to, you know, enjoy a a popsicle on the show. Flavor of your choice. I'm not going to Man, that's uh, not really a punishment. It's not. Although it is kind of. Am I just gonna be it, sitting here licking, licking on the thing the whole time? Yeah, it, whatever you want to do. If you want to be like the owl and go one, two, three, then you can do that. If you want to, you know, however your popsicle 
uh, technique it, is. It's up to it you. It's sounding distracting all of a sudden. Yes. Um, I've done how to tie a tie. So we need more bucket things too. More bucket things. All right. Let's see what this is. I've done that one. That one's the, I have to talk about seafood dinners. Oh, love a good seafood dinner. Tell us about a recent dream you had. Oh, I had that one and that got out of control. You remember that? I did have one this week. This one's always hard for me to think of on the spot. Let me think, let me think of this as you can go through the chat and see what you can order from Taco Bell. Yeah, I don't plain taco with hot sauce. There will be no hot sauce going in my body today. Um, that's far too big of a risk. Crunch wrap, Doritos tacos, nachos, fries, cinnamon sticks, and a large Baja blast. Oh my god, I'm gonna be in the hospital, guys. Let's see. Chalupa beef supreme. Now that sounds hearty right there. A Mexican pizza. They've got that. That's back. A cheesy gordita crunch. Okay, Johnny. Uh, that that may be the route I go. I'm having a really hard time thinking of. You don't. You don't have a dream. I I I I know I had a. There was a dream that I had earlier in the week that I was like, that was funny. I cannot think of it. Or like that it was funny as in like weird. But I honestly have nothing. Um, MMA love has clearly missed the entire show. Yes. Um, we are an hour and four minutes into the show. MMA love. And he's like, talk about week four, <laughs> go back get, to sports, get here on time. Oh, you know what? I did have a, because, uh, somebody says that, uh, Steven says, I bet Austin dreams about Zach. No, Zach was involved in it though. There was a, there was a dream that I had. We're like, it was, it was, all right. So it's kind of coming back now. So it was something like me and Zach had a business problem and I don't know what it was, but we approached solving the problem. Like we were Starsky and Hutch. I don't know. It, there was an issue and me and Zach had to like get in the car and like race car down to go fix something with the business. But that's all I've got. And we were like Starsky and Hutch characters. And that sounds like, like that, and stuff. that Adam Schefter, Chris Mortensen skit that they did. Yeah, kind where of. Where they were both detectives. Yes. Um, that it was something like that. But that's all I got. That's all I can remember. Uh, okay. Uh, Elks. Oh, damn. Another super chat not read. Your super chat suck, Jeff. Who is worse <laughs> on offense, Titans or Iowa? Like, that has nothing to do with the show, bro. Like, do something that has something to do with the show. Andre, Nathaniel had great super chats today. Your super chats are terrible. They're all self-serving, man. Like, so stop trying to be a douche and do a good super chat. Instead of just trying to, like, direct where you want us to talk about for your own selfish ass. God, like, come on. Man. Oh my gosh, you lit that man on fire. I am out of breath. Who else? Come back better tomorrow. Thank you for your two dollars. Like, I mean, like, I don't be productive. That's we try to set you guys up to be productive and have a good conversation. So stop having sucky super chats. 
and do maybe, your job. Yeah. Do your job, Elks. <laughs> Participate in the show. God, man. Hit the like button. Thank you. <laughs> oh. This is fun. Um, it's I didn't ask for it. <laughs> Could you imagine if Mike Vrabel hired his son to run the offense and as long as they scored one touchdown a week, he got to keep his job? That's essentially what's going on in Iowa. <laughs> oh, is it really? <laughs> they got to score, tw- they got to average 25 points for the season in order for Ferentz's kid to keep his job. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 you know, Jeff, there's Elks on YouTube. Austin has shown he doesn't like reading my stuff. It's because your stuff isn't relevant to the conversation we're having. That's why. Read, you know, be better, be a better commenter, be a better participator, like everybody else that participates in the show, minus MMA Love, who doesn't understand the show because he came in here an hour and five minutes into it and is wondering why I'm talking about Starsky and Hutch and Dreams and Taco Bell. God, man. All right. Say, so, hey, by the way, uh, Sam is coming up later today. Uh, with another edition of Titans at two with Sam Phelan Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, he'll be after Titans practice and availability today. So check that out on the same YouTube channel Mondays and Thursdays Titans at two with Sam. He'll get you guys ready for that. I've also talked a lot um, about our Titan game day live. Me and Jack will be up on the rooftop at Acme. So come check us out on Sunday for Titans and Bengals. There you go. MMA love. We'll be talking a lot about week four on the day of week four, but also on your way out the door, make sure you hit that like button. We need it. We love it. Thank you guys, for, as always, for participating. Elks, you'll be better tomorrow. I feel I feel it coming. Uh, you hope got you guys this, have Elks. a great rest of your Thursday. Uh, Sam at 2, Buck at 8. We'll talk to you guys later.